0: You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello.
1: Hey everybody! Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor in chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with the original Hitch podcast guest, uh, and really one of the original uh, contributors to Hitch, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen.
0: Hi Steve. I guess I'm feeling very old with that <laughs> introduction, but but very pleased to say that I was one of the founding mothers.
1: You definitely <laughs> were. Moms. And I'm always excited to have you on. Um and I and I love talking with you and you have um always just great grounded information that, that I think a lot of people uh find uh it just resonates with a lot of people. So um this week we're going to um respond to uh, it's actually an article you wrote but a wife wrote in and she was having trouble at home and her problem was that her husband has been lashing out at her verbally um mm-hmm. and she was really asking for some help because she wasn't sure what was behind the words that he was saying and so I'll just read you a little bit of the of the of the letter that she submitted to us and then we'll get into the questions okay. um so She wrote in and said, I always believed that the moment one got married, they were to become one and not two. We are at a point where my husband doesn't want to share anything with me from his experience at work to his projects, to his dreams. He gets very angry, very fast, and will keep quiet for a month without touching or speaking to me lovingly. He has become quarrelsome. And at times when you comment on anything, he tells me to go find someone else and he means it. Should she take him seriously and she's also fed up with his behavior? So, uh, you know, she wanted to know if those harsh words should be taken seriously and are there certain indicators or, you know, typical things that you might see that, where the harsh words have actual actions behind them um, or are they just uh, words of frustration? What do you think?
0: You know, I I know that in the response to her, I, I was telling her that it it's always hard to know exactly and I feel so badly because people write in and I'm so thankful when people share their stories because it lets other readers um, uh, know that they're not alone and that other people are sharing this, but of course um, we don't have a lot of the details so I, I don't know how long this has been going on and, and what else is happening, etc. But especially for men, um, typically what happens is that a man is going to do both the things that she's describing. He's either going to lash out or shut down. Um, And a lot of people, when they're lashing out, um, are doing just that. They are saying things in anger. And um, it's hard to tell. I was working with a client um, I've been working with a client where um, the, the gentleman is was having an affair and he said that he had been telling his wife all along that he was not happy and she wasn't heeding him. Uh, and so eventually he ended up having an affair. Um, and the wife said to him, you know, I wish that you had told me. He said, well, I was telling you. Mm-hmm. And when we talked privately, I said to him, you know, What you really needed to do is you didn't speak up. You needed to sit down and say to her, I'm truly not happy in the way that this marriage is going. And if it continues this way, then I don't know that I can stay in this marriage. Um, which is different than him just saying, you know, I'm I'm tired of the yelling, or mm-hmm. I'm tired of, you know, um, you know, you you have to stop screaming or things like that.
1: I was about now, to say, does the does the timing of of that conversation matter? I mean, you don't. That's not something you would say while you're screaming, but instead something when you're both in a kind of a calm, peaceful place yes, that you. And,
0: can... and I think that that's a great point, Steve. I think that you know, when you say it in a calm moment, it's going to have a lot more meaning than, you know, when you say it right while it's happening, because then you're just in the middle of an argument, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's, thank you for bringing that up. That's a really good point. But again, notice that, you know, if we go back to this woman in the article, you know, her husband is lashing out. He's angry. He's upset. So that's why I didn't put as much credence into what he said. Mm-hmm. What, you know? So we, if we go back to your question to me about his actions, if he sat her down and said, I have to tell you, I'm really not happy anymore, and I'm starting to feel like this marriage isn't working, and maybe you should be thinking about finding someone else, then I'd get nervous. Then I would start to say, wow, you know, you really have to pay attention to what's going on going on. I think that he was angry. I think he was frustrated. I think that these were words he said just to push her away in the moment.
1: Okay. And when the lashing out starts, and this is just kind of a general question here uh, what should someone's response be during um, that moment I, of passion? I, I don't
0: think anybody should uh, be the target of somebody's lashing out, and I think that the response should be, I know you're upset, I know you're frustrated, I'm glad to speak to you about those feelings, but I'm not going to be your target.
1: Okay. And when the husband, in this case, was lashing out, um, well, I guess just in general, too, because it's hard to put yourself in someone's mind, uh, what... Was he thinking, or why was he reacting the way that he was? Do you think? I mean, you kind of meant you kind of teased at it, saying that he was trying to push her away. Um, Is is that just kind of it? Is that is it a defense mechanism, or is there something else behind it?
0: I, I, you know, as you said, there's no way for me to possibly know what this was going on with this man. But what I can tell you is that research has now shown us that while women are more emotional, in other words, they will show their emotions, men are far more sensitive. So they they have trouble dealing with a lot of um, um, stimuli or a lot of things that are upsetting. Internally, their physiology is really going off the charts. And so what they do in order to... Um, respond to this huge amount of stimuli or things that are upsetting is, again, they need their space. They need to get away from it. And so what they do is they'll either shut down or they will lash out, either one of which will provide them um, the space. Um, And so um, there was something that was too much for him. Okay. It was something he couldn't deal with, and so that's the way he was responding to it.
1: Now, does that shutting down, does that also eventually turn into a lashing out because it all gets bottled up?
0: It could, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And as a matter of fact, sometimes what happens is that stress is cumulative. And so you could have a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and then eventually what happens is it all builds up and it comes out as a lashing out. As a matter of fact, I had somebody call me uh, looking to be a potential client. I referred him out because it was, um, in my assessment, post-traumatic stress disorder, and I felt that there was another type of therapy which would be more appropriate than for myself. Mm -hmm. But what he said to me was, and he was calling because his wife said that he was constantly lashing out at her as a result of this accumulation of stress that he was feeling. So you're absolutely right. It it's not necessarily always be um, the lashing out as the result of just space, but as it can also be because there's been this buildup of upset that finally leaked the person then lashes out because of that. And it's almost like, you know, a lot of times kids, when they go to school, they, they're really good, they're really good, and then mm-hmm. they come home and they have to just let out. Yeah. <laughs> and who does it come out on? Mom and dad, which really stinks because you're then the one that, you know, is getting it all. But that can happen with couples also, and it's not fair, but you feel most comfortable with the person that, you know, you love, and so you take
1: it out on them. And the parents go to the teacher-parent conference, and the teacher tells them what an angel their child is, and they're like, exactly. are you talking about my kid? What are you talking that's about? right. You
0: got like, <laughs> that's mine? Right, exactly.
1: Uh, in, in the article, you mentioned that um, there might be something going on, you actually mentioned in the podcast as well, with the husband that he's just not sharing with her. Um, so in, in resolving this issue, how can the wife— get her husband to talk about something if he doesn't want to?
0: Well, I think that for most people, especially men, and I I don't mean to be stereotypical here, but really there are differences, and we're finding more and more again that a lot of those differences are biologically based. But men are very much afraid of not... Doing right by their wives, um, of not um, of sometimes disappointing them, of, of um, uh, they're very sh- a lot of men are shame based, of of not um, being the hero so to speak, of not being adequate enough. So I think that if the wife approaches in a way that lets her guy know that she's not going to judge him, she's not going to put him down. Um, that whatever he presents to her is really okay, that he is more likely, notice I said more likely, mm-hmm. to be open to talk. Now, why do I say more likely? Because these feelings that I'm talking about <clears throat> have not come necessarily from her. They have emanated from childhood. So it's going to be hard to just say, oh, okay, okay. You know, you you say that you're going to, you know, it's going to be okay with you. Okay, now I can put down all those fears that I've had my whole life. Uh-huh. But it is more likely that um, he will open up to her. Um, but, again, it's got to be presented gently, authentically, sincerely, and say, you know, I'm really, really not going to judge you. But then, of course, it's got to be consistent. You know, a lot of guys will say... I can't tell you how many times I hear this, even when it comes to affairs. Why did you have these? I had three different guys tell me this—the same exact thing last week. Because when I'm with this other woman, she's not judging me. I can be myself, and mm. not—I don't have to be accountable. I can just be who I want to be because there's no commitment there.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Okay, now, I'm not excusing yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not
0: excusing. I don't want the people listening to say that I'm saying it's okay. I'm giving information. Yeah. When you ask a guy, what did you lie to your wife? I'm not saying lying is okay, because I was afraid of her reaction if I told her the truth.
1: And that's interesting, too, about you saying that, and earlier in that point, how men really want to please their wives. We have two articles on Hitched, and... Uh, one of them is it's like 13 or 14 ways to keep your wife happy and 13 or 14 ways to keep your husband happy. And the, the article on how to keep your wife happy Mm -hmm. all 99% of the time drives more traffic. It's husbands Mm -hmm. trying to keep their wife happy, which a lot of people don't think of when they think of like marriage publication, they think it's the wife who's putting in all the effort and work. But really, we're seeing that men are really looking for information to, to make their wives happy.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, there's a funny little expression, but it really is true. A happy wife is a happy life. And guys <laughs> really want to keep their wives happy. They just don't know how to do it.
1: We just mentioned that expression last night. Is <laughs> my,
0: that right? My wife yeah.
1: and I. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep,
0: yeah. yep. Yeah. So, um, again please i want the the listeners to understand i'm not condoning lying in in little lies or big lies all i'm saying is that guys are of the belief and i'm not saying that that's their excuse yeah. but they're of the belief that if they if they are um, upfront with their wives that their wives are not accepting them and so, a lot of times, that is why they shield. And I don't think that that's necessarily coming from the wife. I think that that has emanated from childhood, um, and you know, from childhood issues um, and shame issues and things like that.
1: Okay, and and to to wrap this uh, this episode up here, Karen, are there any tips that you could provide that will help? Um, I guess any couple from having these. Uh, blow-ups and lashings from bubbling up and exploding in their face?
0: Well, I think that, you know, the more that you can be um, talking to each other and, you know, being consistently, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here for you. I want to talk. Um, I'm not going to throw this back in your face. I notice that something's upsetting you. When you're ready to talk, you know, um, I have found with my husband that what works for me, or what works for us, I should say, really more appropriately, is, you know, I will say to him, I've noticed your energy's a little off. Um, you know, would you please sort of tune into yourself and and you know get back to me rather than pushing him like what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? Because it, it really many times he doesn't notice it as quickly as I do. Mm-hmm. And um, if I try to put him on the spot, that never works really well. Um, but then we just just do a check-in, and I think I've mentioned this previously. If couples would do some kind of a regular check-in. Uh, with each other, that seems to allow them not to derail too often. So uh that would allow them not to have it bubble up too much.
1: It's kinda like hitting the relief valve pressure thing every once in a while yeah. so it doesn't build up yeah. and mm-hmm. perfect. Well that's gonna do it for us, Karen. Um another another great episode in the books. Um so thank you very much for your time. Always and you it guys a pleasure. Yeah it's, I I just love doing podcasts with you, Karen, it's so much fun. Uh, You guys are listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationships and lifestyle issues for over 20 years. Uh, She offers teleseminars and is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, and is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find it, keep it, and make it last. You can sign up for her free monthly newsletter with relationship tips at choicerelationships.com. You can also find more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And uh, lastly, uh, Karen is in our new directory. Um, if you haven't looked at it, please do so. There is tons of great information in there. And in short, it's a directory designed to help married couples find what they're looking for. So whether it's a, a therapist... Um, A a jeweler A florist uh, All the categories we have for you Are specific to marriage needs Punch in a city Zip code state and you'll get results In your area And uh, for someone like Karen She has her own uh, page there Which gives uh, all of her background Information uh, Links to her books, links to her website Uh, So it really is a tremendous resource And I hope you uh, take advantage of it And, uh, one last thing is I am on Twitter at Hitched Media, and, uh, that's about it. Um, until next time. So thanks one more time, Karen.
0: Okay, Steve. You take care
1: now. All right. You too. Okay. Bye, everybody.
0: I just want to say one thing to my wife at home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.